Welcome to the Blink Brothers Podcast. We have the only one known as the Chancellor of Charisma, Zero in the building. What's going on, Zero? Not much. I'm tired. I feel you. I was up on Saturday. Saturday morning, maybe it was Sunday morning. Yeah, it was Sunday morning. Sunday, all day Sunday. I woke up at three, didn't go to bed till after y'all left, which was like 11 something. So I was up for like 18 hours. But that's how it is. Anyways, of course, the Duke of Devon is Lando in the building. Tune into the Between Brothers Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And follow us on social medias, aster.media, A-S-T-E-R.media on Instagram, BTWM Bros Podcast on Twitter. Join the Facebook group, the Between Brothers Podcast Facebook group, as well as the TikTok page, the Between Brothers Podcast. Zero, how was your week? My week. It was pretty stressful because I was sick the entire week. And um, I had to, yeah, I had to work while I was sick. <clears throat> and every time I wanted to go to sleep, like, I had this itch in my like it was like this itch that was in the back of my throat and every time I tried to lay down it seemed like it would go up my nose and I would cough up a storm and I wouldn't stop until about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning then it would finally stop and then as soon as I get comfortable and fall asleep, it's time for me to wake up and go back to work. So I've just been tired all freaking week. Um, got to see my Jaguars Thursday beat the Saints um, on the Pittsburgh next Sunday. Um... And so it's been pretty all right for the most part. But besides, besides uh, coughing up a storm when I want to fall asleep, like I don't get where the hell that itch comes from. But it's like when I lay back, all of a sudden here it comes, and I can't stop coughing. It's like that that crap is so freaking annoying. But yeah, that was my week. That's what's up, man. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, so we went to, um, the wine fest this past weekend and, um, you know, the Duchess likes doing things. She likes planning things and seems like since we've been married, the planning things have increased in volume. So, um... We go to this wine fest, and I just I just found out. Now, I'm not a drinker, really. Um, 
Uh, I'll have a, a mixed drink every once in a while. But um, I hate beer. I hate wine. And the wine fat fest, after tasting about maybe a dozen or so wines, maybe a little more than that, it ain't for me, dog. I'm out on it. So, uh, so, and, but I had like some food there. They had like a barbecue spot there, which was okay. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It was a good, it was a good, uh, it was a good festival though. We got there a little late. I asked the Duchess what time to start. She was like, oh, we're going to be there till two. We're going to be there at two. Um, we got there a little after two and then found out the wine tastings were over at 4.30. And when we got there, I hadn't eaten the whole day. So um, I had to eat. And so we really didn't do anything for the first 35 minutes, 35 to 45 minutes, just standing in line and eating. So it was, it was, it was a good thing. Um, I, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me if I never went back there because again I'm not a wine person, but it is what it is. And then also, you know, having a good Sunday wise. So for the most part, all season, and I used to talk about it a lot, but um, uh, I don't talk about betting as much anymore. And it's not because of winning or losing or anything. I've shared times where I've lost on, on on the podcast and times where I've won. Um but this week was a really was a really good week. Um hit on a few parlays and um and won uh all year like there's usually five games I pick that I put a good amount of money on. Um and um I've been going like two and three every week. So I'm actually like in the hole and the last couple weeks I went three and two last week then four and one this week so you know I'm happy about that and the 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 one that I lost was um Kansas City Kansas City I was like all the trends said that um bet on Herbert and then of course Herbert um, turned into Tony Romo or uh, <laughs> or uh, Philip Rivers. Just... Anyways, that was that. But uh, I should have been undefeated. But you know, you know, you can it, uh, any given Sunday, right? Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for my week. Um, profitable weekend. Um, so hopefully we can continue to duplicate that. Um, Trevor Lawrence. As an underdog, I think he's won his last 13 games. Straight up, straight up, like won his last 13 games straight up. He's actually not very good as a favorite, which is crazy. So, and they're under, he's in, he's a favorite against Pittsburgh, so good luck. But um, <laughs> not saying he doesn't win, he just for some reason doesn't win very often. Um, or as often as when he's an underdog. But anyways, uh, this week, we are going to do, um, we do this twice a year where we put all our focus on one sport. Um, the, today is the NBA preview 
podcast where we um, go into some of the storylines in the NBA, um, some of the things that we, uh, our predictions, just like the all NFL show. The slight difference, we don't really try to predict playoffs because, you know, technically, if the plans are a playoff game, um, to predict 70% of the league getting into the playoffs ain't really very fun. Um, it's like, oh, you could, you only got three opportunities to be wrong. It's not really much fun involved in that. Um, so, uh, so anyways, um, the NBA, the NBA, you know, the off season was very, um, I don't even know what to say, like about the off season. It wasn't. I mean, it was eventful, but everybody was waiting for the Dame Lillard news to drop, and everybody was expecting Miami, and then Milwaukee kind of came out of nowhere and made the deal. I'm not even sure if we really discussed it on the podcast, but um, but it's 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 a good it's a it's a good thing uh, for for the West um, because that opens up. Um, I, I think the Dame trade help the West um, get a little bit more competitive actually because uh, not saying Dame is a bad player but the 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 Portland is a little more interesting and um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or win very many games but those wins that the Portland Trailblazers are going to give up now that Dame is gone is going to have an effect on a lot of the top four or five seeds in my opinion those teams that um, lay an egg against that team, that very young team, but not a lot of, not a lot of um, uh, veteran leadership or anything, or at least their veterans aren't very good. Um, I think I think that's that's going to be that's going to that that affects the West way more than we believe. And I think a lot of people miss that. Like when teams get worse, like how does that how does that affect the top of the, the top of the conference? You know, I think a lot because it's like okay, like if the, one of the, if that team, if that team just matches up well against one of the top four or five seeds, and they go three and one or two and two against those teams, those teams except for one and three, or zero and four, or zero and three, or one and two, depending on the division, that can that can mean a lot, especially when the West was separated by like, well, outside the Nuggets, like the second seed to the. Seven C was separated by like three games or something like that, so um, that's interesting to see. But we're not going to talk about every team. Um, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get into some of the. Uh, I pick five teams from the East, five teams from the West that we can discuss. Then we'll go into the um, into the into the predictions as far as who's going to win, who we think is going to win the championship, um, the 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 award awards and stuff and then a couple sleeper teams and a couple of players that we would watch for so this um this is probably isn't going to be as in-depth as the nfl podcast um but hey let's um let's 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 get into it so um let's start out with the uh western conference um of course the N- nba champion nuggets are in there this year and um and uh, my biggest question is, 
do are they a team that's built to repeat? Um, I don't really see it. I think they lost a lot of uh, defense this offseason. Uh, like, a few key players went on to other teams. Like, normally when you have a team that repeats, they don't lose a lot of depth. They'll keep the core together. And it can't well, the just core be. is together. It's just they lost a little bit of depth. Yeah, I think that yeah, um, that's that's where I think it might hurt them is the depth. Because I think they because I think they lost um, some key defenders. I think I can't I'm, I can't remember too. Um, who's um, that? Who's that wing player they lost? Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Okay, I was gonna call him Bruce Brown. <laughs> Thankfully, I think. Thank you for catching that. Um, I know he was a pretty big piece defensively, but I think that he was probably their biggest loss. Um, he's probably their biggest yeah. loss. Um, he, and the the question of Michael Porter Jr. is always going to be or the 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 health of Michael Porter Jr. is always going to be into question. Um, he didn't really get hurt this past season. But um, but he has been hurt every season, so it's just like, is his body gonna be take the punishment of a full NBA season this year? Um, their over under set at fifty two and a half wins. They have the highest over under total in the Western Conference. Um, where are you? Where where would you think that their win total should land at? Are you are you leaning over or under? Um. I'm gonna go over. I think they'll go to. I think they'll win. Like, I think they'll win 55. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like I said, that Portland move is. I don't know what they. I don't even. I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure if they matched up well with Portland. Um. I think they swept Portland, if I'm not mistaken, last season. But um. And Portland. Portland didn't make the playoffs last year. No, I'm talking about during the regular season. Oh, during the regular season, all. Oh. Yeah, I don't think they lost to Portland. Um, or if they did, I don't remember when that game was. But um, you know, I don't think that Portland has become a threat to them, so they should sweep them again. And um, I don't know, it's interesting. Especially, like, the Lakers seem like they have a grudge, so those games are going to feel like playoff games. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm actually leaning towards the under for them. I'm thinking closer to 50 wins and they finish as a three seed, four seed. Um, and mainly because, you know, I, again, I, I'm just, they lost, they lost a key piece and I'm just, and I'm really kind of fading the, the health of Michael Porter Jr. I, you know, especially um, his game, he's a gun. You know, he does a lot of shooting, doesn't do a lot of passing. Um, I think I think because of his game being the way it is, and Jokic being the way he is, allows him to be that type of player. But I just think that um I just think that he's he, he tends to get hurt and you know he didn't get hurt last year, but generally guys who get hurt early in their careers they don't just get healthy later on in their careers because they got yeah. more wear and tear in their bodies and things of that nature. 
future. So, um, so we'll have to see about that. Um, now there's people saying that Embiid is going, or Embiid, I'm sorry, Jokic is going to, uh, you know, probably get an MVP because he won the finals MVP and people felt like he deserved it last season. Um, my question to you is, um, I mean, I've never seen where the finals, winning the finals the previous season mattered to you winning MVP the following season. It seems like once you win the finals, they don't really care to give you MVP anymore. Um, Giannis is an example. Um, LeBron is an example. Uh, well, actually, no, I think LeBron won... I think, yeah, I want to say LeBron won three of his four MVPs before he won a title, if I'm not mistaken. I think the year where they beat the Bulls, no, he won, you know, when he, when he lost, he lost, he beat the Bulls, but lost in the finals that year. And I think, um, I think he won the final, I think he won the MVP the following year after that. And I think after that was Kevin Durant. And he hasn't won an MVP since. So um, I think, I think uh, yeah, yeah. The year I think the year he won his last MVP was the year that he won the finals, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just like I, I think once you get that title, they they like all right, on to the next. <laughs> Pretty much. I can't, think, I can't think of a guy who's won who's won multiple MVPs since Michael Jordan. That's won an MVP after he won a championship. That'll be crazy if that's real. I'm I'm going to look that up as we get on, but that that'll be crazy if that's if that's the case. Kobe Kobe won a cha- Kobe won a but he never won Finals MVP though. He won MVP the year that got beat by the Celtics, and then he he ain't win a, he ain't win an MVP after after that. Yo, that's a, that that that's a, that's a hey anybody who sees who hears this, let me know. Do the research. I'm gonna try to research it as we go along, but we got nine other teams um, to talk about. So, um, so what do you think that that Joker can get back to that MVP conversation? He's always gonna be in the MVP conversation. Now, winning the MVP is different from being in the conversation, because um, I think, and it seems like there it's back to the big men winning MVP as well. Yeah, they've been the top three candidates the last four seasons, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dame, I think Giannis will win this year because Dame, I, I feel like Dame being in Milwaukee will open things up more for Giannis to do more, yeah, to uh, do more things especially offensively. We'll get deeper into the MVP conversation later on in the show, but um, but yeah, 
You know what? I mean, I don't know. And then here's another thing I just thought of. Guys are winning MVPs right before they win a championship. Giannis went back-to-back MVP. When he didn't get MVP, he won the title. Jokic went back-to-back MVPs. When he didn't win the MVP, he won the title. Yo, and B might be next, dog. No, you got to win back-to-back. That's the thing. Back-to-back MVP. <laughs> no, nah, let me stop. I'm, I'm making a fake conspiracy theory. But yeah, um, I mean, and then let's go on to the next team. Um, the Warriors I want to talk about. Um, their win total is at 47 and a half. Uh, I think that's about right for them. Uh, 48 48, 47 wins. Um, I, I'm not, ooh, I just thought about this. Memphis, Memphis not having John Morant for the first maybe two months of the season could have a lot to do with seeding as well. Um, but, uh, but back to Golden State. Golden State, I mean, I probably, to be honest, I'll probably be on the over 40. I think 48 wins is probably um, what they would be. But um, I I just, I don't think that they're a championship team. I think all their best players are on the older side and are starting to get hurt a lot. Um, the only elite defensive player they have now is Draymond Green. And I'm not even sure if he's really an elite defensive player anymore. Um, I think he's still a really good defensive player, but I don't know if he's locked down anymore. Um, Clay Thompson isn't. And then they just lost a scorer in Jordan Poole, even though Jordan Poole couldn't guard a graveyard, but at least he could, you know, rip off a 35, 40 point game if Steph or Clay was out. Um, they don't have that anymore. I don't think they've even replaced him with anybody who can score at that level. And then how does the Chris Paul situation look? Um, is is um, Jonathan Kaminga gonna get that much better because he has Chris Paul in, in the second lineup? And also, but does and Chris Paul and Draymond Green are the same player essentially? You know, they they both don't want to really score the ball. They you know they do the little dirty things. Chris Paul, of course, at a lower at a lesser level because he's you know I think thirty eight or thirty nine. So I'm just curious as to how that dynamic was going to work as well. Um, what are you thinking about when it comes to the Warriors? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, a year older. Like, you know, I, I still think they were, I still think it went pretty overboard with the, um, greatest point guard of all time talk when they beat yeah. the Kings a team who hadn't been in the playoffs in umpteen years yeah. and it's like you know they come back beat the beat the Kings just for the for folks to think that yeah the, the Warriors about to cook it's like they've gotten older injuries like you said um 
yeah, it's going to take a miracle for them to go back to the finals, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, um, like I said, they're just, they're, they're older now. They don't have the defenders that they used to have. Um, like I said, it's, they don't really have any bigs. I heard they're going to be using Clay at the four a little bit. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I beg your pardon? Yeah, yeah. They said they're using Clay Thompson at power forward um, on occasion. I think that's, I, and I think he's probably going to play power forward when they, when they run maybe a two, two point guard small lineup with Chris Paul and, and um, and Steph Curry, but the, the thing about Chris Paul is well, he's again he's not a great defender anymore, but his game is a lot like um, Sean Livingston's was. But Sean Livingston was six seven, but his mid range game and they had a lot of guys who was making mid range shots when they were you know on that championship run, Harrison Barnes. Um, Harrison Barnes, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala. So um, they, they had three-level basketball, and I don't think they have that anymore. So Chris Paul can add that mid-level dynamic. Um, but, you know, these these NBA teams, everybody's shooting threes or layups, and it's just like, that's, that's just not it. That's just, like, that's not really translating to winning basketball. Even... When you think about the teams that won the last couple championships, um, who was it? It was Denver this season. Who won it last year? Was it Milwaukee last season or the year before? It was Milwaukee. No, 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 no. No. It was Golden State and then Milwaukee. Um, Golden State, Golden State had um Golden State had didn't really have a mid-range game. They haven't since um since those guys left. So they, you know, but they were playing a Celtics team that just wasn't ready. Um, but you know, Milwaukee had in their championship series, uh, they had they of course Giannis playing out of his mind. Um, but then they also had uh Chris Middleton and um what's your boy name? Drew Holiday. You know, as those mid mid range guys, and of course, you know they 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 had Giannis Giannis um terrorizing people in the paint. So, uh, I mean, I, don't, I think you just need three levels of scoring to win championships, and I don't know, I don't care for why the NBA has gone gone to layup or threes, but I think when you get when you add more levels of scoring, um, it changes things just like. We've seen it with, um, like in the NFL, like, like the Chiefs' offense didn't look as great without Tyreek Hill, but of course they were able to win a championship last season, all that other stuff. But when you had guys who can do short to intermediate stuff, and then you could take the top off the defense at the same time, their defense looked or their offense looked unstoppable. Same thing with the Patriots when they had Welker and Moss. Like when you had that. You know, now with the Dolphins, you know, Dolphins, of course, were stopped. You know, they're not as good because the quarterback isn't as good. But, like, you know, you have all, you can score at every level in all sports, it, it makes a big difference. Um, 
let go to um, the the Clippers. My question to you is, can they live up to the hype that they got all those years ago when they signed Kawhi and um, Paul George? I'm not even sure if Kawhi is healthy to start the season. Um, that's the only way. That's the only way they could uh, live up to the hype is if he's healthy and stays that way because um, you still have with Kawhi like um, when he's healthy he's on his game he's he's a top 10 player in this league Um, but if him and George can't stay healthy Like I don't, I don't see. I see them as another first round exit. Is like they gotta do, they gotta do something to turn the tide. But you can't predict injuries, so that's where that's where it becomes a problem. I think the hype is only yeah they can only move up. If the injury, if they can avoid the injury bug for long enough for them to possibly make a deep playoff run, it's saying he's a game time decision. I, I, I really want to know what's going on with his body because everybody talks about how hard he works and you know how he does all the re- rehab and all that stuff. And it's like, how you a game this time decision for the first game of the season? And you didn't play. You haven't played since last year, um, last season in the first first round of the of the of the playoffs. I mean, it's it's tough. And Paul George, Paul. The thing is, Paul George also has to stay healthy. Him and Russell Westbrook have played great together um, in the past when they were okay to see, and even a little bit when they were playing together a little bit during the regular season. This season, once Russell kind of got into his groove on that team. Um, They're they're over under, I think it's 44 and a half. Let me double check. Um, 45 and a half. Um, I would, if I would have put, you know, some money on it, I would put the over. I think they can win 47 to 48 games. I think talent-wise, they're just as talented as the Warriors um, without Kawhi. So if Kawhi I can play and play healthy um, and play if Kawhi can play 70 games this regular season they can be a top three seed and if he can play through the playoffs I think they could make it to the conference finals um, but it's all about Kawhi at the end of the day yeah, it's really about that like it's like it's like it's like when they it's like when you look at the scouting report and you go oh Kawhi might be healthy you just hear the scout or you just hear the injury report laugh like him (laughs) (laughs) 
that's what the injury report said. I don't know who wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he he was nervous. When he started laughing because they know where he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> then when you hear like Paul George was like they're like oh who's the funniest guy on the Clippers and they're like Kawhi on his podcast and people were like alright like nah and he's like nah and then when you hear like the stories it's not that he's funny he's just like like that he jokes around and stuff it's just he's funny because it's just like it's like, like it's inadvertent yeah, yeah, you know, it's just it's funny just because of how nonchalant and serious he is. He reminds me of our uh, of our cousin Atnell, how he talks and stuff. He reminds me a lot of him. Um, just you know, they kind of sound alike too. It's kind of funny, but but of course, Kawhi is significantly better at um, Atnell in basketball, but um. But then, you know, there's also the storyline of Russell Westbrook. And um, actually, they showed that that's all I shared this post. Uh, Russell Westbrook has doubled his net worth over the last year because he's been doing a lot of investments and stuff. So I think Russell Westbrook is getting to the point where he knows. Um, and it's funny because Russell Westbrook took a massive pay cut. Like they could only sign up for like four and a half million dollars. And he took that massive pay cut. And it's probably because he has so much stuff going on outside of basketball. And he can just play because he loves it. He's not playing because he needs the money. I love that. I think that I'm 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 buying that. I'm buying that when it comes to the Clippers. Um now we gotta talk about the team across the town. Or that play in the same building. And that's uh that's um that's the Lakers. And of course, you know. Lakers fans, um, Lakers fans are, are great fans. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of bandwagon fans, don't get me wrong. A lot of people from all over the world that like that love the Lakers. Um, especially, you know, with LeBron going there. A lot of LeBron lovers, you know, went over there um with him. But they have a deep history. They're not like the cow. They're they're delusional like the Cowboys, but at least they have reason. Um, unlike the Cowboys fans, which, to be honest, is kind of funny. A lot of Cowboys fans are Lakers fans, um, which I don't understand why. You would think you would like winners all across the board. But anyways, um, <laughs> but their over-under is 45 and a half wins. LeBron is a year older. Um, Anthony Davis is a year older. Austin Reeves is their third best player. Austin Reeves had a great offseason um, on the Olympic team or on the FIBA team, the, nas- the national team, I should say. And generally speaking, when you see guys perform on the national team, they usually bring that into the NBA. But there weren't a lot of great veterans on that national team. So I see Austin Reeves going right back to being a 13, 14 point per game guy and being a contributor, but I think he's been, I think he's been exposed as an average player. And is that going to be enough 
that Austin Reeves at times is going to be your second best player and maybe at times be your best player. I don't know how the Lakers do it. I actually think that they do um, they do scheduled injuries. Because I don't think it, it, Lakers fans correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there was a there was a stretch of games last season where both Anthony Davis and LeBron were out. And that's that should be impossible. With Anthony Davis's injury history and LeBron's late injury history since he's been on the Lakers. He's been injured, missed several games at a time every season, I think, since he's been on the Lakers. So it's like, why is it every time LeBron is scheduled to come back? Or that, or not, let me, how do I put this? When Anthony Davis gets hurt, LeBron is coming back the next game. And when LeBron gets hurt, Anthony Davis is coming back the next day. I, that Lakers fans, come on. That I can't be the only person who's noticed that. I, I, I can't be. That's preposterous. But hey, man, keep getting checks. Lakers keep doing what y'all doing. It, it got y'all to the conference finals. Um, well, also, do you think that they can make that they can repeat at least making it to the conference finals? Mm. Nah, I don't think they can repeat. Um, see, because they signed Christian Wood, so I think I think they I think they I, I don't even think they make the play in game with Christian Wood as just God damn! <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be starting though. How that dude go from a starter on the Rock? That's how bad the Rockets were. He was the best player on the Rockets, and he's gonna be a rotation player on a mid-level Lakers team? Well, I don't I don't know what to think about. I don't know what to think, but my my thing is I understand I understand because you uh, about the Lakers and the hype for the Lakers because it's like when we were talking about um, Denver. The core is still together. Yeah. Got the same thing with the Lakers, and they brought everybody back. And I know the hype is well. If they got to the conference finals with this group, they could possibly make it to the finals with the same group. And it's like, and my thing is this: like, um, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be a first round out. I don't think they're. I don't think the same thing is going to happen this year like it did last year. Yeah, I think. And again, I think the seeding matters a lot. Like the Lakers kind of did, like position themselves to play a team that they matched up well against um, in the uh, in the in the Grizzlies. And then, um, and same thing with with Golden State. They both both of those teams position themselves against teams they match up very well against. And then um, the Warriors weren't a very good team last season, and the Lakers happened to get healthy at the right time 
And so they were able to beat the Warriors. I don't know if they're going to have such luck this time around to be able to put themselves in a certain position to to not, to avoid certain teams. And I said we were going to do five teams each conference, but there was one team that I put for the East that I was, we were going to talk very, very briefly on because there wasn't much to talk about. But um, me just talking about it, I took that team out. I'm adding another team from the West. And um, that's the Dallas Mavericks. So um, I didn't look up their win total because uh, I wasn't prepared for this. It's kind of a um, audible. But um, with Dallas, they're... There's a there's a Luca problem. It seems it seems like Luca just doesn't play well with others. He's like people have compared him to LeBron, and I think that LeBron needs a certain type of player to play with him. But I've seen LeBron adjust his game to accommodate the other superstar that comes that plays with. LeBron adjusted his game. He played a little more off ball when he was playing with, um, well, he tried to play a little more off ball with Wade. That just didn't work. And it, it, to be honest, Wade should have always played off ball because um, he played like that in college. So he knew how to play like that. Um, but uh, and he was, you know, he's a real shooting guard. Um, and then they tried it. They ended up putting the ball in LeBron's hands. Um, when he got with Kyrie, he played off ball a lot more. Um, and and then now with Anthony Davis, he, you know, he's still kind of he's still kind of falling back into that point guard role. But Luca just seems like you know he, he he's it's like he's trying to accommodate, but he doesn't really have the game to accommodate. And Kyrie doesn't really have the game to accommodate. So it's just like what's going to happen from here on out with this team. Um, they, they, they. I think they extended Kyrie um, for another season, or I don't know what the deal was with them. But um, how is it possible that the two of them could work? I don't think so, because um. I, I don't want to say they both have similar games, but it's like what you said about Luca. It just seems like <clears throat> he doesn't seem to play well with others. Um, Kyrie, I think they extended Kyrie so they didn't lose out. Yeah, so they didn't lose out on the asset, yeah, they didn't lose out on him because of the assets they had to give up in order for them to get him. Yeah. Because it would make no sense to trade for him and give, you basically gave up defense for his offense Mm. to basically have him for a half a year rental and then let him walk in free agency. They had to sign him back. But my thing is also um, Kyrie had no choice but to sign back. I don't think anybody would have took a chance on. Like the only team that I think that would have even remotely wanted to take a chance on him would have been the Lakers, because well, with the rumors anyway, 
Let me put it that. Yeah, you have a out. leader like LeBron that could kind of reposition him too. Yeah, because um, because I because my feeling is, I don't know if I could be wrong, but my feeling is, if they let Kyrie walk, and the Lakers scooped up Kyrie, Austin Reeves would be on a different another team. Um, that. That's just my. That's just how I. That's what depending, I'm. Thinking. Depending on what Kyrie would have. Said. No, I don't even think they could have gotten Kyrie outside of a trade. I think they. I think they're. I think they're cap strapped. The Lakers. Uh, I don't know the, the numbers, but I think they're. I'm, I think they're pretty tight on the cap. Um, I don't know so how I much money they decided to trade. Yeah, I don't know how much money they opened up by moving Westbrook and stuff. But I'm pretty sure they were pretty cap strapped. Um, I think I think Austin Reeves could have signed for more somewhere else. Um, but again, it's one of those things where it's like when it comes to Austin Reeves, like he might have been a Daniel Jones situation. I think Austin Reeves is better at basketball than Daniel Jones is at football. But what I'm saying is like they were kind of bidding against themselves. I don't think that they would have. I don't think he. I, I think he could have signed higher somewhere else, but I don't think anyone would have signed him for 18, 20 million or whatever his his max his max deal would have been. Because I don't think he got a max deal. Um, last thing we'll talk about in the West is a team that everyone thinks is gonna should be the five, the championship favorite, even though they weren't the the number one seed favorite. Because their um, their win totals at fifty two and a half, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Everybody who's listened to this podcast knows that I hate Kevin Durant with a passion, and this is the main reason why I would bet them to go under fifty two and a half wins. Kevin Durant's going to get hurt. Bradley Beal is going to get hurt. This I can't think of a season since Kevin Durant went to left um, Golden State and Bradley Beal has been in the league that they have not missed significant amount of games and then I heard Gilbert Arenas on his podcast say like oh yeah they can all play like one on one because then you got guys who can spot up and shoot and Kevin Durant can spot up and shoot that is part of his game he's He's a very plug-and-play type of player. Um, but I don't know if Devin Booker can play that way. And I don't know if Bradley Beal can play that way. Um, Bradley Beal probably is a little more more like that than Devin Booker is because he, um, when he played with John Wall, John Wall had the ball in his hands a lot. But it's been a while since he played with John Wall. Can he transition back to that? Because we've seen James Harden have a hard time transition back into um, more of a role versus being the primary guy. And then there's rumors that the team that he wanted to go to, if Philly were to move him, he wanted to be the guy again. So it seems like he's having, so I don't know if Bradley Beal, I don't know if Bradley Beal can turn his game back into that. Um, And even when he played with Russell Westbrook, he led the league in scoring, or he was, or he was like right behind Steph at the end of the season. So it was just like, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he was a guy getting the buckets on the team. I think he averaged 29.8 or right at 30 or something like that. So yeah, no, I don't know that. I, I think you just have three great scorers. I think too many people think that great, three great or having great players means you win championships. Um, and I have not bought that one bit. And I can't think of teams that just had three great scorers win a championship. Yeah, I can't think of any either. Um, well, yeah, well, I would have said Miami, but roles got diminished. Um, Chris, Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh turned into a spot up shooter. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade was a scorer, and then um, and LeBron James is a scorer and facilitator. There's nobody like that on Phoenix. That's what I'm saying. There's like they, they have different games. They have different play styles. Now, that's why first year Miami, that's why it didn't really work out. Because my LeBron, even though he's more of a facilitator, LeBron and Wade were ball-dominant guys. Wade decided to be an off-ball guy because he could play that way. And then you saw them go win back-to-back championships. And, and, um, and in all honesty, they should have won three in a row. They were a better team than Dallas was. So they should have three-peated for whatever reason they didn't. Well, we know the reason, but I don't want to harp on LeBron today. But, um, but, uh, though all those guys are three-level scorers, that's all they are. Nobody's really a facilitator. Who's the point guard? They're going to be, they're saying, I'm hearing Devin Booker is supposed to be that point guard for the team. And it's just like, I don't know if that's going to work. And they say, oh, well, he was able to do it in the playoffs last year. I'm like, yeah, but doing it for a stretch of four or five games or seven or eight games ain't 82 games or 70 games. I thought Bradley Beal was going to be the point guard. I've never really, I've never, I think, I don't even know. I have to look it up. Um, I don't even think Bradley Beal's averaged more than five assists a game in his career. So I, I, I mean, by by position, Bradley Beal probably should be the point guard. What I'm saying is, is his role going to be that point guard? Um, I did. I didn't really watch them in the preseason to really find out. But they'll win games because they're more talented. But I think when they face those top teams in the conference and in the Eastern as well, I think that they're going to struggle a lot. Yeah, but I'm just I'm 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 just thinking like um it doesn't seem to me like a deep run of the playoffs is going to be something that actually happens for them. Maybe I think eliminated second round maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. Second round exit. I 100% agree. 50 wins, second round exit. That's 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 my that's my prediction for them. Um Bradley Beal's career on assists was six and a half, and he's the primary ball handler. 
You know what I'm saying? It's just like I, I'm just not I'm just not buying that he can run the point or Devin Booker can run the point on a consistent basis over the season. And then they lost a lot of defense as well. They don't have no defenders, even their rim defender. They just lost their rim defender. Though I thought, what, what's his name? Aiton would shrink when he played great competition. But he was still a good defensive player when for in the paint. Block shots, contest shots. They don't have that. So they lost their best perimeter defender to get Kevin Durant. They didn't replace him with another great perimeter defender. And then they lost their best rim protector. Yeah, Nurkic is not a rim protector. And he's not gonna he's gonna play 36 games. Damian Lillard know all about Nurkic's health. He averaged 30 games a season. So I, I don't I don't know how that's gonna work. Like I said, they're talented enough offensively to win a bunch of games. But we've seen it when they were playing in Brooklyn, they couldn't win. Like like it, they 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 truly believe that all you need is to be able to score. Like they forget that the Warriors, the years that they were winning championships and going to the finals every year, they were a top like three to five defensive rating team every season. There, I can't think of a bad defensive team that's won a championship. Um, supposedly, the Lakers is one of the Kobe Shaq Lakers teams. The last one. Yeah, but they, but uh, I think Shaq and Kobe still made all defensive, defensive team. <laughs> I don't know if Shaq made first team, but I know they both made an all-defensive team. So they had two all-defensive players. This team got nobody who's ever made an all-defensive team. That, that like, not a song on that team has been all-defense. That, like, yeah, when you got two great defensive players, maybe overall your team doesn't, but you know, but when you're talking about going into the playoffs, and even Derek, a lot of people forget Derek Fisher was a very good defensive player. So I don't know how they performed in the regular season, but I don't think they were a bad defensive team. They were just the worst defensive team to win a championship. But they were, Ooh. I think, I think, I think they're like they were like a middle of the road defense. But then when you have, like I said, Shaq and Kobe, who are doing, who are great defensive players at the um, during that season, as well as the two most dominant forces <laughs> at their positions. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it ain't hard to tell who gonna win. Yeah. And then who did they play that? Who did they play that final season? The Nets that had Todd McCullough. They had Todd. <laughs> yo, y'all thought, y'all surprised I know that name, right? Todd Mother Loving. McCullough was having a guard. Shaquille Aloysius O'Neal. I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> Yo, Todd McCullough, Jason Collins. Yo. Like Kenyon Martin. Like what? No, nah, I don't think Kenyon Martin was on that team. 
I think that was the year that they moved that he was gone and Vince Carter, Vince Carter was there. No, nah, I think Vince Carter came after that run. I don't remember. Yeah, Vince I can't, Carter. Did. Why? Why don't I remember that? But I remember Tom McCullough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what's it called, Vince? <laughs> no, Vince, Vince was yeah. definitely after that. Vince came yeah, after. Vince that. was after. This is after Richard Jefferson and Todd McCullough. That's who they went up in the finals. But you know, the gauntlet was in the West, though. You're, the best team they were going to play was always, yeah. So, um, yeah, anyways, uh, let's move on to the East and, um, and uh, let's start with the 76ers. So, the 76ers, it's Embiid. And um, Tyrese Maxey, um, they are over under is 52 and a half wins. I think that's about right for them. I would probably lean the under. I'm, I'm thinking closer to, I'm close, I'm thinking 52, 51 wins. But, um, but at the same time, uh, it, I, it, this has nothing to do with Harden. I don't think Harden's a very good player. He has flashes, as you saw in the playoffs. There's games where he can go off for 40 and break, but I don't think he can do that on a consistent basis to where they feel like they should miss him. They need defense on the perimeter. I think that losing Matisse or Matisse, I think that's his name, uh, Thibault, um, I think that hurt them more than what James Harden was doing. Now, of course, in the playoffs, you need guys to show up. I I just, I don't know. And, you know, Doc Rivers is gone. I forgot who they replaced him with, but we got to see how good of a coach he is. And um, and I just see, you know, the, the bottom of the East is so bad, they'll, they'll wins. Um, so that's why I'm leaning 50 wins or 50, 51 wins. Um, 51, 52 wins. But, um, I mean, is Embiid really an MVP or was that a pity win? That was pity. Well, it was pity because he, to me personally, he should have won it last year and an old boy should have won it this year. But when you give a guy who didn't deserve it last year (laughs) and the guy who didn't deserve it has a follows up with a better season, you gotta give it to him. Yeah, um, Harden's a bitch. <laughs> like, that's all I gotta say about it. It's like this motherfucker don't know how to stay nowhere. Like, 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 like Kyrie was hurt, KD was hurt. I don't want to play in Brooklyn anymore. And they were always gonna come back. That was the weird thing about that scene. It wasn't like they weren't going to come back. They didn't have season-ending injuries. Well, oh, actually, well, well, Kyrie, you didn't know. We didn't know what was that situation was going to be about. But you knew KD was coming back. And I thought that's why you went there. I thought you went there for him, not Kyrie. Yeah, but I... So you go to the 76ers, now you bitching again. Like... 
like, do you, what was it? I think uh, he wanted to go to the Clippers. Like, yeah, and they were like, nah. what? I don't even know why. Get it? Like I said, they can only pay Russ four million dollars. So it's just like you have to. I, they don't have the contracts to get rid of him or to acquire him. I don't think. Like he wanted to go to the Rockets. He was like, this dude, dude want to be every anywhere except for Philly. Shows up at training camp just for just for them to not even know if he's even gonna play on Tuesday. Like yo, like tell like like just I'm, my thing is like just cut your losses because. This dude's going like this is a pattern with him now. Yeah, it's like, of course, of course, uh, he didn't. Of course, he went from OKC to the Rockets. He becomes the guy, but then when he needs help, it seemed like he keeps driving the help away. Mm-hmm. But you get it's like you. I think you wanted Howard. Yeah, he wanted all them people. Everybody they got, he actually caped for them just to have issues with them when he played with them. Like, like this, like he was bitching about everything. MVP awards, players that he asked to bring in, his beard routine. Like he's been bitching about everything. Like yo, like why would anybody want? Why would anybody want to take on not only just your contract? But give up assets for a guy who, in a year or two, probably going to be pissed off that shit ain't going his way and wants out again. Nobody wants to deal with that. It's like I'm trying to think if there's a team. Shut up. I want. I'm trying to think if there's a team that could actually use a player like that. I don't think there is. Like where he can get what he want, which is being the guy again, and they can sell tickets in that way. I don't think that there's any team investing in that right now. Like, yeah. like until, like until, like Halliburton came in, you could, they could say Indy. Um, uh, Chicago is not looking to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's um let's move off of that bum, and um, let's go to Miami. Um, so Jimmy, Jimmy, um, uh, damn, why can't I think of his name? Butler. I'm looking at his name. I wrote down Jimmy Jordan. Um, question mark. Uh, their win total is forty four oh, and a half. It's <laughs> their win total is forty four and a half. Um. I, I don't even know where I would bet with that if I were to put money on it. Um, I, 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 th- I think I think I think that um, I think Miami is overachieving, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Jimmy Butler has shown that he's great. All like he can be great for five games every playoff series. And there's going to be a few games where 
he's not going to be as great. And is it? And it's like, okay, they need somebody else. Fan has not been that guy. Um, they didn't really acquire another offensive guy take that over. Um, Jimmy barely really did anything offensively in the finals last season. Um, so 44 and a half wins. Oh, man. I, I, I would bet the over. Uh, I'm thinking maybe 45, 46. Um, I don't know what the professionals are looking at when it comes to Miami. Um, but like it's tough. It's tough because I don't really think that team is very good. But Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra are guys who just play at a higher level than they should be playing and coaching at a higher level than they should be coaching. <laughs> so it's just like they're bringing the best out of Jimmy's bringing the best out of himself and and Spolstra's bringing the best out of the team. And it's just like, but it's not enough to win a championship. I think they kind of lucked up last season um, with Giannis, the injury he took. And then, you know, even though he played, you can see he wasn't right. And um, and then, of course, the Celtics, they matched up pretty well against them. Um, so I don't even remember who the other team was that they played. But, um, you know, it was a miracle run. And then they showed why the, and then Denver showed them that they were really an eight. So, um, what are your thoughts on Milwaukee? Uh, I'm sorry, not Milwaukee. On Miami, I really don't have much. I think they're first round exit team. Yeah, who are the two teams you named that they played? Uh, Milwaukee and Boston. They played the Knicks, which okay, yeah. those games in the play, which is it's Knicks. Yeah. Um. Oh shoot! That was his I, former coach. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that wasn't a story. Yeah, I um, I don't know what to think of them, but um, yeah, I think their first round exit as well. Um, I think they're a playing team, like they were last, like they were last year. They lost. I think they lost a few players to free agency, even though they were, even though they were undrafted players. They've they lost pieces to that championship. Yeah, that team that was in that championship run. Um. Yeah. Um. I know. Of course, I know Jimmy feels slighted because of. Everybody just knew that um, Dame was going to Miami, but the Blazers wanted either Jimmy or Bam in the trade. And since the since uh, Miami said no, that trade never went through because nobody yeah. wants Tyler Hero. Yeah, no, Tyler Hero is just not. He's he's a a better version of Jimmy um, JJ Reddick. Uh, JJ Reddick, who can put the ball on the floor sometimes, but I mean, yeah, nobody's gonna move Dane for him. You gotta get, 
you know, get some real pieces back for Dane. Um, especially since, but um, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's go to the Boston Celtics, who are predicted to have the best record in basketball at 54 and a half wins. Um, to, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Boston's tough, man, because they, you know, I saw this video. You know that young that young guy? He uh, he doesn't have an arm. Play basketball. He's actually really good, but mm-hmm. he only has one arm. So I saw this video that said uh, how <laughs> how Jalen Brown's gonna be playing dominating now that he's the best player or now he's the highest paid player in basketball. <laughs> and they show the the guy don't have the left arm. <laughs> And they show him just crushing everybody with one arm. <laughs> and so, you know, shout out to my boy Kyle. He's, um, you know, he's a diehard Celtics fan. And so I sent him the video, and then he sends me a video of of, um, of uh, Brown, you know, drive, uh, catch the ball in transition, you know, hit him with the cross tween to the mm. left, one dribble, goes up and finishes with the left. And I said, thank God he only had to do dribble the ball once because, you know, he got a two-dribble max in that left hand. <laughs> if, he, if he go, if he try to put that thing down a third time, he's getting ripped or it's coming out or, or he bouncing off his foot or something. Yeah, it was like, yo, it's like, does dribbling not compute with you in big games or something? And the funny thing is, I think IQ wise, he's like the highest. The he has the highest measured IQ in of all NBA players. And I'm like, and he still hasn't figured out how to dribble the basketball with his left hand. I'm like, I, I was like, I promise you, I would trade my left hand. <laughs> I was like, I don't really need it anymore. Like, <laughs> look, give me, give me, give me five million. And you can have my left hand dribbling nail skills. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need the whole 304. Just give me three, give me four. That's the other three for you. And you have good left hand dribbling skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um Porzingis is there. Everybody knows I hate Porzingis. I always thought he's gonna get across. Um Definitely one of my top five most hated players in basketball. And um but he's looking good with them. he's looking good with them in the in the preseason. Um I'm just not buying them being a championship team anymore. I just I they should be the favorite. They should be the favorite. I just don't think that they will beat the teams that they need to beat. If like they'll either lose in the Eastern Conference Finals again. Or they'll lose in the finals again. I don't care who they play. I don't. I don't care who they play. I, that's what I believe in that team. Um, um, and they're trying to turn Tatum into more like that LeBron type, where he has the ball in his hands a little more, and he's can facilitate a little more. I, I, I just, I just don't like that the NBA tries to make guys something that they're not. Even if you do it well, again, it's not about doing it well for a game or a few games. It's about doing it well all season. 
That's what made LeBron so unique. He could play the way he plays all season. But I've always said this about LeBron. LeBron, I never liked, I never liked his game really because it always seemed like he was pacing himself. But that's what the brilliance of his game was. Look, I can take two or three shots a quarter. I can take five to six shots a quarter. And I'm going to get 28, 28 and eight off of that. And then I can grab a few rebounds, two rebounds a quarter. I'm 28, eight and eight. I, I, I didn't have to expend all of my energy. And, I, and, and LeBron, LeBron's the only guy I've, been, I've seen be able to coast, but still be effective. Like in the in the post Kobe era, so it's just like, why y'all trying to make Jason Tatum that? And even the the Kobe era, Kobe wasn't a facilitator. That's when LeBron is coasting, is when he's kind of over facilitating. But it's just like, why do y'all think that J- Jason Tatum is a real wing player? He plays off the ball. Can he? Can he? He has a good handle. He has good handles. But he can play off the ball. He can post up. He can do so many different things. Why are y'all trying to make him into a LeBron, into a ball-dominant player? That's not really his game. I think if they do that and they do that for too long, I think that's going to lose them more games than they think. And Porzingis, I think he's going to get hurt and he's going to get um, and he's going to be a bum at some point in the season. And uh, and and the rest of their guys are old. Um, but Drew Holiday is a huge addition. Drew Holiday is a huge addition, but Drew Holiday's in his, what, mid-30s? Can he stay healthy? What do you think about the Celtics? <clears throat> um, I like the Drew Holiday addition because he's uh, Marcus Smart with with uh, with offense, with more offense. And emotional awareness. Um, well, Unless he plays Jimmy Butler. You know, Jimmy uh, got all up in his head that day in that finals or that playoff series. Yeah, so. What's How it you down uh, seven and tell a guy you can't guard him? <laughs> Start cooking him. God dang. My bad. No, you good, you good. So. Yeah, I think uh, Porzingis. Um, it. I, what do I think of Porzingis? It's like I would like for him to be a post presence, but we know he's going to be a stretch mark four. No, he's not. He's not fat enough to be a stretch mark four. Yeah, yeah, he, you're right. You're right. He's gonna be a stretch stick four. Because he's a fucking stick. He can't stay healthy. Um, I don't even know who their power forward is. Uh, or their center. Well, Porzingis is a center. I think I think they're having what's his name at the four? I think Tatum's well, gonna be at I think Tatum's gonna be at the four. Um White at the one, Drew at the two. Brown at the three. I think that's the lineup they're going with. Okay, so 
I think, yeah, I, I think they, um, I think they fall right in line with the win total. Um, but, but, um, what's it? I agree with you with um, Tatum. Let Tatum play his game. That's what makes Tatum Tatum. Stop making him. Stop trying to turn him into somebody he's not. Then let him play his. Like his, the, his game is the reason why Boston is where they're at. Not because he's playing like LeBron. Because he's playing like Jason Tatum. Let Tatum be Tatum. Let LeBron be LeBron. Let let them fit. Let let them figure out. Let them figure it out. Let him figure it out himself. Does he need to do more ball handling and facilitating, or is he good where he? They at? have two real point guards. So why would why do they feel like they? That's the thing that makes it unusual. Why do you feel like you need to do that when you have Darius White, who's a real point guard? They had Brogdon, who everybody was saying was a real point guard, but he didn't really work out with them. I just think that the Porzingis move, especially. Especially um, the Porzingis move. Derek White's actually a good defensive player. Um, I, I I just think it has a lot to do with the coach, and I, and the coach wants to kind of open the floor up. And when you start getting players, when you start getting players for the coach's style versus the coach coaching for the player style, I think that's a recipe for failure, in my opinion. Um, we we're, we're seeing it with uh, Greg Popovich where he's not adjusting and the Spurs are always a bad team and I don't even I, they probably I, I mean we, we'll, we, we won't really discuss them because they're not going to be continue whether Victor Romiano is great or not um, and the last last team and then we'll uh, because we're a little over time so last team and then we'll get into the awards and wrap this thing up alright but um, Milwaukee uh, they're projected 53 and a half wins. I'm betting over. I think they get to 58. Um, if, of course, all these things are if guys stay healthy. Um, they lost defense, but they're so good in, on the interior defense. And also, Milwaukee's never been great at defending threes. And that's what's kind of caught them up in the playoffs the last few years. But it hasn't caught them up from winning a lot of games in the regular season. So they, they don't they don't really change guys off the three-point line much. Even as great defensively as Drew Holiday is, they've never defended the three. And what I mean by defending the three, it's they, they don't contest threes at, a, at an elite defensive rate versus some of the other teams. Um, and for some reason, they've been able to get away with it. And they have two shot blockers at the rim. Um, and uh, they needed they needed some offense. They needed some consistent offense to spell Giannis. And sometimes you have to give up the defense for it. The problem is, I wish they would have gotten a defensive wing player, except for having the projected lineup has Pat Connaughton at playing the two Middleton. If he's right, he's still a good defensive player. Um, I just don't see that he's right. Connaughton, I mean, he's a white guy. You know, they don't play defense. So then, so then I'm on the perimeter. You know, they're you know every single wing player and guard is going right past. Him. So, 
So I, and I don't care nothing about Alex Caruso. So I don't watch a lot of Chicago games, but when I see Caruso play defense, no matter where he's been playing, I think he's overrated as defensive player, in my opinion. Um, but anyways, y'all know I'm always going to ride with Giannis. Answer to GoPro with Dane, Dane time. Dane doesn't have to carry a team, so maybe he stays healthy now. Even though he's older, he doesn't have to carry a team. Giannis doesn't have to be the only offensive threat on the team. So, but so you know, he, we're going to see some, we're going to see him hopefully be a little bit more efficient. He was playing with Akeem, or he was practicing with Akeem. I'll, I'll get into that in another podcast, like I said, because again, we're running a little short on time. But like, I personally don't like that, but I love the fact that he's trying to get better. And I love the fact that Damian Lillard, um, I know he had like a bad preseason game, but it's preseason, you know what I'm saying? So, and they probably gonna start out a little slow, but I, I think they're, you know, just like last season, they're probably gonna win 10, 12 straight games when the schedule gets a little easy and they play some cupcake teams and then they'll be right back in the mix for the top two or three seed ultimately finish around one or two seed and um, hopefully they can get the matchups they need to make it make it to the finals I'm picking oh and I'm sorry I never made a uh, and so with that being said this being the last team I'm talking about um, and this is the last point I'm going to make on them is uh, I'm going Mil- I'm going Milwaukee to make the finals and of course win the finals because I'm being a fan and um, and uh Man, out of the West. Oh, I'm just, I'm going with the Clippers again. I think that's the same prediction I made last season. I'm making it this season. It's solely off of fandom. It has nothing to do with anything strategic. I know usually as much of a die easy fan I am, I'm not really about that life. But um, that's, the, that's the finals I want to see. So that's the finals I'm going to pick. <laughs> I want to see Westbrook and Giannis go at it. And actually, to be honest, I want the Clippers in that. Even though if they face off, I think Giannis is going to win. I want the Clippers to win so he can have, so so Westbrook can have that title and solidify his career. But um, go ahead. What do you think about Milwaukee? Um, oh, that's both, that's both our favorite players playing on the same team. Oh, we have Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Yeah, the Milwaukee Bus Podcast from here on out. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think uh, I think the Bucks finished with the best record in the league. I got yeah, I'm picking them to go to the yeah, I'm picking them to go to the uh, finals, and um, I think they'll play. I think they'll play Denver. Yeah, I think they'll play Denver and they'll beat Denver okay. um, in six. Yeah, I think they'll beat Denver in six. All right, I'm gonna put some money on that. Um. All right, so let's go to these uh, awards. Um, we'll start off with uh. <sighs> Actually, let me take that off because I, I can't think of no money for them. Um, let's start off with uh, Rookie of the Year. 
Webinyama. I'm going Scoot Henderson. Okay. I think Wemby's going to get hurt. He just has that frail build. I think he's going to get hurt. Like, and to be honest, it's kind of funny because, you know, we, we, other episodes we've done predictions on that, like, there's a guy who should be the odds on favorite. I think you had picked the rookie, correct rookie of the year last year with um, Paolo. I think you had picked Paolo. I don't even remember who I picked. But, um, but, uh, yeah, and people who listen to this, I only, I only remember what was right. I don't care. I don't care if it was my prediction. I only remember what was right. <laughs> no one cares about what was wrong unless I'm talking about somebody else. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, that's usually how I play it. Like, there's a guy who should be the favorite. Paolo, I don't even know why I didn't pick him because um, he was the best. He was a he was a guy who looked like he had the most NBA game. And and um, what's his name has the most NBA ready, but I think he's gonna get hurt. Also, I think that he's gonna. Um, I think that Scoot, Scoot Henderson is going to um, have a lot of opportunities to put up a lot of points. And I don't know if I don't know if um, if if uh, Popovich is gonna be a a Dean Smith to Wemby's Jordan. So I think injuries and Popovich's coaching um, is going to hinder him to winning Rookie of the Year. Um, so I'm going to school Henderson. So let's go Let's go. most improved player of the year. Who's the guy you think is going to make that next leap to being the to, to getting most improved player? You might be on mute. I can't hear you. I'm thinking. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and say uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I think he'd probably be a good for six million. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he'd probably be good for six man because I don't even know what team I forget what team he went, went to but um, but it's I, th- I think he's going to be a backup for them um, my candidate it's hard because I'm trying I, it's hard to pick because I want to pick a white guy um Uh, I'm gonna go shoot shoot I'm stuck between two I'm stuck between three guys I'm stuck between Austin Reeves because I want to pick a white guy I'm also stuck between Zion because I actually think he's gonna play a lot of games this year Mm-hmm. And I'm stuck between Tyrese Halliburton. I'm gonna go with Zion because he has the most potential. All right. If he can stay healthy, if he can play seventy games, 
I think I think he's going to be the most dominant force in the Western Conference. Um. All right, so defensive player of the year. Who do you think? Giannis. Man, I want to go Giannis too. I want to go Giannis too. Y'all, you don't understand how bad I'm going to pick that. I think. Man. Man, that's tough. I'm going to go Bridges. I'm going to go Mikel Bridges. I think this is his year to really show out. Oh, shoot. He's actually another guy from Western Period. Damn. I might have to switch my pick. No, I'm going to stick with Zion. I'm going to stick with Zion. Um... I think he's, I think, okay. Um, I wanted to go in, I was actually thinking Anthony Davis initially, but I was like, nah, he's not gonna play enough games because they have that new rule. Um, you gotta play, I think 65 games to win, yes. to win a war. It's either 63 or 65, I think it's 65. I think you're right. So I just, unless he kind of, unless he is one of those, and he, you know, these NBA players are after, Averages matter to them, so they're not going to play half games, you know, just to get stat. Just to, just to, you know, you play half a game and you score twelve, you score twelve, you get twelve and six. That's going to hit your average down, which I know they get paid off of their statistics. Some there, so a lot of incentives. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Bridges, MVP. Who you got? Giannis. Y'all know I love Giannis. Y'all know I usually pick him every year for MVP. I think that I think the Dane move is gonna keep him from ever getting MVP again. I think that even no matter how great of a season he has, people are gonna say it's because he has Dane. And that was one of the reasons why they were using against that they were using against LeBron um, when he got to Miami. So, MVP is extremely hard for me. Uh, so, I'm going to go with a complete out-of-nowhere sleeper because he was a top defensive player at his position, and I think he's going to win a lot of games and be, a, and be the Memphis, be the John Morant Type of player um, that just takes the league by storm. SGA, Shane Gil, Shane Gilgis, sleeper pick for MVP. OKC finishes top three, top four seed. I think he gets it. Don't want to go with an obvious choice, so I'm gonna go with that. Got you. Um. All right. Uh, let's go into. Um, no, we kind of. I, I just said that Shay for the leap. Um, you just said. I mean, that's pretty much the MIP. Um, you just mentioned. Um, oh shoot! I forgot six man. Uh. I yeah, think yeah, that's Brogdon. 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 Um, 
<sighs> to be honest, I don't even know who's a backup right now. That's because really I was gonna, pick, I was gonna pick Maxi, but he's gonna he's, be starting. Yeah, he's, he's already, 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 yeah, he's already been the starter. Okay, so, um, I'm going another because I think that they're gonna make a huge leap and be a top four seed. Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy from OKC. He's a good candidate for six man. I remember there was like, he was like, um, he wasn't a triple double guy the last couple seasons, but he was always somebody who got like really close. So I would bet like for him to get like 27, like, so it'd be like all their points, assists, rebounds would add up to like 27. So he would always be like, 10 points, 11 points, eight rebounds, nine assists type of guy. And so um, he won me a lot of money the last couple of years. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some money on him. Well, actually I can't bet that. But that's what I'm gonna go with um, for six man of the year. So um, let's get into, uh, lastly, because uh, this will be quick. I already said who my team is going to be for the West. I want a team that you think is going to um, boost or that sleeper team, a team to look out for. I'm going with Oklahoma City. I think they're going to take that lead for the West. In the East, I think Indiana is that team that can um, take it take it to the next level. Um, Orlando's actually a good team, too. But I'm going with Indiana. Uh, who are you thinking for the teams to watch out for? Is that Orlando in the East and Dallas in the West? Okay, yeah, they missed the playoffs. They they had a collapse towards the end of the season. That's a good. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah, because they they have the talent to make a top five seed and be a real playoff team. So. Um, just seems that we gotta see if it all comes together. Um, all right, man. Well, let's shoot. I appreciate everybody um, for listening to our NBA show. Let's go into that parting shot. What you got for a zero? My parting shot is I'm getting sick and tired of niggas lying. We already discussed this before, but I just gotta talk. I just gotta say it again. Lavar, Pinkett, <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. What like, you say just, they didn't say anything. I just wanted to say oh, it again. Oh, okay, gotcha. They, yeah, they didn't have to say anything. I just wanted to say it again. Like, shut the fuck up. Like j- j- just shut it. He's like y'all some, he's like both of y'all some whole ass niggas. Shut the fuck up. He's like, well, I don't condone violence, but it looks like that slap should have been for Jada and not for Chris. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but that's my part of the shot. Jada, Jada, Lavar, shut the fuck up. The fact that both of their hairs are the same length is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Y'all don't hear zero right now. He's he's laughing his behind off. But um <laughs> Yo, I was I'm sorry, I haven't get to my first shot. But I saw somebody was like somebody was making this joke and they were like, they were like, you know, Will slap Chris Rock, you know. And now we like, he's like, yo, he didn't like, she didn't make him slap her, like slap him. Like, you know, he chose to do that on his own as a comedian or something like that. And then I thought to myself, and I was like, yo, when a chick got a Professor X head, <laughs> you can't trust that she ain't hit him with the, with the cerebro. <laughs> That's you probably where her trusted. You that's probably where her uh, it's probably where her stocking cap looks like. Yo, that's crazy. Um, my parting shot is uh, my parting shot is you know take take care take care of yourself. Stop giving to takers. You know, I, if you got somebody in your life that is constantly taking from you, taking, 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 cut them off. Your life will be significantly better for doing so. And James Harden is a taker. Cut them off, Philadelphia. I have people in my life that have been takers. And when I when I decide to cut them off, to be honest, I really don't even think about them. I don't even be like, oh, I wonder how they doing. The thought don't cross my mind. And things for, have happened for me to, that has improved my life, either in relationships, financially, spiritually. It, it's just better. Emotionally, it's just better. So anybody who you got taking from you and always taking your energy, taking your time, taking your money, I promise you, you need to cut them off and you won't miss them. You will not miss them. You might think about them every once in a while, but to be honest, you're probably going to usually be something bad. Like, man, I would have been able to do this if it wasn't for this person. So stop letting people take from you. Stop letting people take from you. They'll miss you more than you'll miss them, I promise you. And they'll send you a message acting like you're doing them a favor. Or they're doing you a favor by reaching out to you. But anyways, that's it for us. We love y'all. Thank y'all so much for your support. Next week is actually episode 150. And I'm going to get something special out there for us for 150. Um, so I got an announcement coming up uh, for episode 150. I'll be working on that. If you follow us on our social medias, you'll be seeing that here in the next couple of days. But we love y'all. We'll see y'all next week.